Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I was just thinking about how funny it would be if John Paul converted after this episode. <laughs> Wow, I think it'll take a lot. Uh. You see his hands behind you, he's actually like blessing you. <laughs> Should abortion be legal? This is your daily catch-up. With a priest! Hey guys, if you're liking the Daily Catch-Up podcast, do remember to drop us a sub and uh, like this video as well. So this subject, I remember having a conversation with my priest, the priest that married Pan and I, and we had a conversation about pro-life and pro-choice. I remember that conversation, he managed to shut me up quite a bit. Wow, that's so hard so, to do. <laughs> and so I invited, uh, invited you here to join us. Welcome, Father Terrence. Yay. Welcome. Wait, so when you introduce yourself to people, hmm. you re- introduce as Father? Uh, of course, if it's a church, I think it would be Father. I mean, if they come to the church, um, yeah, still father. father. If he's like outside, um, like Kopitiam. Kopitiam, I would then, I mean, I would just use my normal Terrence name. Ah. Terrence, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's a good point. Though, that's a good question. <laughs> like, I have my content strategies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just thinking about how funny it would be if John Paul converted after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think it would take a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it would take a lot. You know the fear, right? You see his hands behind you, he's actually like blessing you. <laughs> <laughs> he praying for I've got uh, many people praying uh, during this session. <laughs> So you guys read the news the other day, uh, Texas, the, the most restrictive abortion law uh, is going to come into effect in Texas because the Supreme Court there did not block um, this particular law. Like, it's quite, it's quite shacks. Yeah? Like, okay, let me just read out like some of the terms, okay? It prohibits most abortions after six weeks of pregnancy. I think previously, they permit up to 22 or 24 weeks. So yeah, before the like third trimester. The term, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now it's six weeks usually at the time when women don't necessarily know that they're pregnant or it's usually at the time when you go like oh shit i'm late and then that's usually like the six week point what's worse is that um the doctors the staff counselors anyone who helped the patient carry out the abortion even an uber driver who drove the person to the clinic mm. can be sued by anyone as uh, as potential defendants as part of the law um, the plaintiffs do not have need to have a connection or do not have to like show injury. So like I was saying, like the, the Uber driver, for example. Wait, so if the Uber driver doesn't know that they are going, this person is going to get an abortion? Yeah. It doesn't matter, but you drove them there. Yeah. So but in a sense, that's why there's court. La, then, if, then you can reasonably show that you didn't, didn't know. know. Then right. you know, oh, but so the point is that there's no connection. You do, it doesn't mean to your daughter or your neighbor yeah. or your nephew or niece. It can, you, be it can just, I, I think, I know you go through gossip, right? I just yeah. report you. And what's worse is that as part of this law, right, there is nothing that uh, exempts cases of rape or like incest. So even even after six weeks, if you were raped and you're pregnant, you can't have an abortion in, in Texas. Right. If you want to know our views on incest, please watch the other video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let it. Uh, <laughs> as, as a priest, people always, so what, what do you think, right? Uh, mm. What does the church say? Mm. My normal answer would be, what do you think? Uh, why do you think that way? And then uh, then I share with you why why I think what I think. Lah. Yeah. 
So fair. You know, I think <laughs> I, okay. I would I would start off. You know, we are talking about a legal case, uh, uh, a law, yeah. right, in the US. Do we want to talk about the legality of it, or do we want to talk about the morality of it? The legality, as it should, the law be controlling such things, is it? Yeah. Okay, like legality. No, you're, I had this conversation here already. No, so the, I, I think the question I have, like especially from a religious standpoint, right, is that, like, how do religious leaders look at it in terms of a law? Because we can be pro-life, for example, but the law could still exist for certain exceptions, but you could still promote pro-life within a legal abortion state. Part of that, the the debate in Parliament was that religious views shouldn't influence mm. because yeah. we are multi, multicultural, multi-religious and one religion shouldn't influence the policy for the whole country, right? And I think for us in the church, it is not about religion. I think for us, it's, it's more than just about a religious stand. So for me, you know, I feel tempted to just take out this Roman collar. You invited me yeah. here as a priest, and so okay. No, like, because I, of the thumbnail. Huh? The thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just but you know, they said, oh, you make sure you you have to keep in line with the church's teachings, mm. right? Uh, and somebody ever said, you know, you shouldn't uh, bring your personal opinion. But I said, what if my personal opinion is the same as, as the, the church's church? opinion, mm. right? Which for me, the question comes in, does it have to be a religious issue? And I think it shouldn't be that anybody, if you think through it... This, this conversation should not be religious. It should be not about what the, the church thinks, but yeah. more of this news, right? Questions about pro-life and pro-choice. Mm. And we hear his views. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in my conversation with John that time, um, for, it was not... <laughs> so I never I never quoted no, any, any scripture, right? Yeah. You know, and it was a lot of experiences, a lot of uh, what is the principle behind it. And and I think that's where, you know... It's just I moral think, dilemmas, actually, that yeah. conversation. Just a lot of moral dilemmas. So I would think given today's context, we are pro-choice. I am pro-choice. <laughs> I am my choice. Uh. What's your choice? My the woman's body choice. You, you Only you can choose your for yourself, what? But in general, pro-choice is a nicer way of saying pro-abortion. Uh, <laughs> no, but oh, don't you think yeah. it's very hard for a man to choose? Technically, you cannot. No, no, so for society, no, what I believe. I stress, I stress. Pro-choice lah, pro-choice lah. Right. Because in, in many countries, like abortion is illegal. Do you feel like it should be illegal? That actually is the question. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm surprised that it's legal here. I was having a conversation with Father Terence. Almost, almost heated conversation. (laughs) This is the first time you're meeting again after Yeah, yes, it is. It's not like we we were trying to change each other's mind. I was just trying to understand his point of view and he was trying to explain his point of view because I just keep asking. So that's why I invited him to kind of share 100% 100% Shit, of the guests that we have so far is built up from a fight that you <laughs> Were y'all always pro-choice? Like, since y'all heard about this thing, y'all were always pro-choice? Or was there... Or was it like you had, you made a switch somewhere? I think I was pro-life when I was younger. What changed then? Why were you pro-life when you were younger first? Um, I think because I was thought that way and I don't know by who. I don't know whether it was from Sunday school or whether it was from parents or whatever. But like, I think I think one incident that I remember very clearly was watching the news about abortion laws somewhere like on you know, CNN on, when I was like six or seven. 
always tend to be the age I go back to. Um, <laughs> a lot, a lot happened. Yeah, right? <laughs> Basically, because it's like whether I moved when I was in Malaysia or whether I was in Singapore. La. So it's like when I was in Malaysia, I remember seeing on the news and then I think watch news. <laughs> like my parents would watch the news. La. Oh, right, and then right. I think someone in my family mentioned like, Ayo, you see this, like they they legalizing abortion, like very bad. And I think that stuck on yeah. me. That like, okay, we should protect life as it is. And I think as I grew up and starting to meet like become an adult and meeting people of different like like backgrounds and realize that they really can't support having a child for example or there are different circumstances then i realized that it's it's very it's a lot more nuanced than i think it is i think i am pro-life after a certain number of weeks i think i'm pro-choice before a certain number of weeks and i know like in the catholic church and the teachings it's that when an embryo is formed that's that's life like right and I think for me, I have a bit of a deviation where I think it's okay. Um, and so that's... Yeah, but based on nothing, la, just heating. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so Ben Shapiro actually has interestingly quite a in similar point. Right. So he talks about how he is pro-life because a lot. he said a lot of pro-lifers see it as like you're murdering the baby mm. because there's an embryo, maybe it's a, it's a life already. But then, so he talks about like, at what point do you count it as a life? Mm. Right, so if is it when it has a heartbeat, then there are people that use pacemakers, right? Then mm. are those people not human? No, so is it when they breathe? Then that's when they are born. Mm. So that's way later. So then how do you define it? So it's either you define a specific one or you don't define at all. So I thought that was quite an interesting point he made. Right. But so, Ben Shapiro is pro-life. I think you bring up a very important definition. It's, is it a human person? And that's where they've always been trying to argue, mm. right? I think the church's stand is that basically do not kill and it is a life, right? right. Um, bringing in all the, the what if this uh, because of deformity, because of rape, because these are external circumstances. But I think the first starting point is when does life begin? Is it a human person? Does it have human rights, mm. right? Or do, do the rights only happen after you give birth or... Yeah, so that's where a lot of the discussion comes in. Yeah. So like what you mentioned, right? If the church's stand is like, no matter what, do not kill, right? And that it is alive regardless of how old it is already, mm. right? So when it comes to us talking about exceptions, right? Then does the argument go to us weighing life? So if I choose that, okay, this, this child came from, it's an unwanted baby, mm. right? So I'm valuing my own life over the baby's life, which is why I feel like it's fine to, take the baby's mm. life such that I can live my life. Mm. So is it because of that that... So it, that's why a lot of the... when people want to approach it, it would be what makes the difference uh, that you can't murder? Mm. You know, where... I mean, but I can abort. Yeah, this, yeah, right? And so... And then that's what they're trying to say. Is it about consciousness? Is it about the ability? You know, that they can think, they can breathe. And when and they all have given some examples that there are also some hum, humans who are born already and 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 this is where maybe the world has gone towards what we call utilitarianism. Mm-hmm. Your value is based on your ability, you know. And I mean now we are celebrating, uh, celebrating. We are um, the Paralympics, you know, right? And we're talking about these these are people. These are specially able people. Um, so the dignity, right? And and if you're going to weigh people based on their function, right, then that, that leads to a whole slippery slope 
I mean, that was what uh, Hitler and all that was doing. We are the superior race. So jumping back to Denise's question of were we always pro-life and pro-choice, right? I felt like I, w I always grew up with the belief that abortion is just not a great thing to do. And I feel like even today, it still is. Uh -huh. right? No one goes out thinking like, I'm not going to use condom because just abort, ah, cheap. Ah, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, condoms are cheaper in that sense, right? Of course, of course. So I always grew up thinking that, okay, abortion is bad. So like if the church thinks that it's not good, I'm like, okay, we can run with that. Until then, we realize um, at the end of the day, if I don't want, then I, if one day I become a father, then I just choose not to. Lah. How can I make other people feel like you shouldn't abort also? Especially if I'm not going to take care of that, that child for you. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying? And that was kind of how I I flipped in a sense. Yeah. Like not, not flip angry, like, but more of being pro-choice in a sense. But, yeah. I have, no, I but have, as a I father, no you, will, you will be raising the child also. Right? So then you're helping. Right? No, no, but I think as it's, a when, father. Yeah. it's when it's other people. So like when for example, oh, okay, as a if we look, yeah. look at Republicans, they tend to be well-to-do white males, for example. Yeah. And so then when it comes to abortion cases, like quite a lot of the reasons why is because of economic reasons or financial reasons, circumstances, and they tend to be of slightly lower class. La. And so then when the upper class is making decisions for women of like slightly lesser yeah. fortune, for example, it seems a little bit unfair in that sense. Because it, it kind of sets you back in your development years, you know, in, in, in your 18 to 25 age, where what you do at that time can perhaps exponentially grow what you will be in the future. Yeah. And that period, you kind of spend raising a child as opposed to doing that, like, you know. Then it, mm. it kind of gets into a spiral and then maybe you don't have time start to study and so you're less educated, your children become less educated. Then you, you start having more children, your kids have more children then you'll never ever break up to the debt where like you'll, you'll never ever make up savings because everyone's just keep spending money raising children at, at some point. Yeah, and it's just interestingly linking that to the question about society, right, that John Paul mentioned. In, I think in the 1990s, it was in Freakonomics, the book, like, because when, when abortion was legal around the 1990s in New York, right, in the whole 1990s decade, when New York was so high with crime, right, crime fell about 45% after abortion was legal 20 years later. Damn. Oh. So like, because kids of yeah. women who were not like well-to-do were resorting to crime mm. because right. their families were not well-to-do. So 20 years later, when you look at the results, or 10 years later, when you look at the results, so, it, it impacted crime by 45%. Actually, something that John Paul and I were just talking about this morning was about how if I know that I'm going to give birth to this baby, right, into a life of suffering, right, and a life mm. that they, I feel like I cannot properly provide for the child or even myself, then is that a life worth living or not? Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Because like, I have a friend, like the reason why we're talking about it is because I have a friend who was studying, right? She was in uni and then she and her boyfriend accidentally kena lah. Then kena already, in the end she chose to keep it. But right, she got no money, she still need to go to school. The guy is, don't know whether it will be in her life or not, right? In her life or not. End up, the parents, everybody else around her needs to be the ones to come and help the situation. Mm. Which to me is a very irresponsible thing to do lah. I mean, okay, the irresponsible thing was like having sex without. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So the question would be. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, the, what, where was the irresponsible? Are we, are we training a generation to say, I can just do and don't think about the consequence? Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so now we are, we are giving this option. I mean, we talk about contraceptives, we, we talk about uh, abortion. It's an easy way out. There is an out. Right. Right? And the, now the question is it's not just an out where it's not affecting a human life. Right. 
So we are looking, the thing is we are looking at very individual um, circumstances, right? Mm. You know, and I mean, the, the question about, well, the criminals were not born, so less crime. But that was, that's a problem of society, inequality, mm. right? And it's not about the child being born. It's mm. that why is there this inequality that leads to crime? Which means that the, the government, the society has failed to help these people right in in their finances in yeah so we are taking the easy way out it's like hey okay lah you know interesting way to see it. don't have uh, this this group of people don't have the right to have children i mean don't talk about many children just one child also shouldn't have mm. do we want to go down that path where only certain people then right. you say the, only the university grads can have children lah right. the sports people can have children because we don't want to have you know, tendency, there's a, a possibility that, you know, this person might be Grow up lower be IQ, you know, less less useful to society. What? Where do you stand in terms of um, people that got raped, to be honest? So... Like 16-year-old raped. The trauma that they go through, and of course, that's why, you know, the shame or the... It's that reminder that, you know, that they're carrying it for nine months of yeah. the event, right? Um, I'm not going to discount what they're going through, but um, like I was sharing, you know, the the trauma of taking a life, right? And we, we, we know of the River Valley. I think you did a, a whole video on the River Valley case, right? You know, the. Thanks for watching. To, <laughs> I was going to say he did watch. <laughs> to, to, to take a person's life. As a priest, you know, I hear confessions. Uh, there are people who. Who struggle to forgive themselves. You ask, you know, whether is there anything a priest cannot forgive? A priest can forgive, but I think sometimes a lot of people cannot forgive themselves. So what would you? I mean, clearly we're not here to change anybody's mm. mind, right? We're just here to help understand how each other think, mm. right? What would you tell a sixteen-year-old girl that was raped and pregnant? Mm. What would you tell her? And she can't tell you, father, I really want to abort mm. because it's gonna ruin my life. I have to stop school. I'm gonna. No one's going to want me. The guy doesn't want to take responsibility. So in the church, of course, we say there's always the, the, the option for adoption. Mm. Right? You don't... If you really feel that you can't look after the child, I, there are many childless couples mm. who are waiting to adopt a child. For me, the thing is, do you really want to take a life? Mm. Are you re ready for the consequences that you took a life? It may not be the best circumstance, whether it's rape, whether it's, you know, unintended pregnancies. And in fact, if you look at the statistics, these cases are on the minority. Yeah. You know, very low. And most of it is married married women, um, yeah, and who, because of lifestyle, because of finances, because of whatever reasons, career, you know, make that choice. Mm. And I think as church or whether as society, the question is how do we support these mothers? Mm. You know, do we have shelters where they can see out the pregnancy, give them counselling, give them support? I mean, if finances are an issue, what can we do for them? Mm. I mean, we don't just say hey, it's wrong and your own tai No, right? But for us, is how can we then support them so that the in, in our view is that the wrong is not done? So in these kind of circumstances, right, the trauma, if you're talking about will it affect my life, will it affect my education, then for us, it's okay. Maybe just take that one year break, right? Mm. Have the child. And we promise that, you know, 
the child will be brought up in a in a good family, or bad, yeah, and that the child will be taken care of. I feel like the same can be said the other way around. Mm. So if I'm 16 years old, I'm a little girl, I cannot rape by some stranger, and I'm pregnant, right? Mm. I find out like a few weeks after, right? Then I go on with the pregnancy, even if at the end of the day it's immediately to be aborted, right? That that nine months immediately of immediately to be having, adopted, uh, to be adopted, lah. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, adopted, right? Mm. Like that whole nine months and having to go through a full pregnancy and that being a constant reminder of the trauma that I went through, right? Mm. I don't know whether a 16-year-old can handle something like that. Will you forget? Even if you're a bot, will you forget the rape? No, la, but I'm saying both, both ways, right? I think the damage is almost the... It could potentially be the same psychologically. So... The, the same, right? The but one you took raped. a life, one didn't take a life, yeah. one, right? So right. The, the question is, you were raped. Does it mean if you don't carry the child, you will forget the rape? No, you would still remember it. So for that okay, nine months, child, so that's why we say for that nine months, how mm. do we support this person mm. through that, right? It's not going to change the, it's not going to change the, the fact that the rape happened. But now the question would be, if you're going to actively take this child's life, you kind of understood why that conversation is another trauma. It's another trauma that you're adding on. You know, not that if, if I do this, then I, I won't remember that I'm, I was raped. If that was the case, then maybe there was a there was something to think about, but it's not. Okay, so vasectomize lah. Everybody, vasectomize. The one that I want to bring up was, what's your view bit. on, on uh, uh, I mean, so let's say, you know, deformity, Down syndrome. Mm. I, you know, yeah, no, actually I was thinking about that. I wanted to ask y'all. Right. If y'all were you're pregnant and the doctor tell you there's a good chance your, your child is Down syndrome, what would y'all do? I, w- I would lean la. towards... Just say, yeah. Yeah, I would lean towards maybe aborting. Why eh? Because I would be... I mean, it's not so much for me, but I would feel like the quality of life for my child would be severely diminished. La. And like, would I want, I mean, okay, we can talk about does a child have the right to choose for himself or herself? But then it's like, I as a parent, like, there's so many decisions that a child, that a parent makes for a child, so what? So then like, if I feel like the child of a li- the life of a child is going to be severely, severely diminished because they have Down syndrome. Is it really for that though? No, but then so does the quality of the child's life met- depend, hinge on the child's happiness or on how society perceives what a good quality of life is and then imposed onto that child. Yeah, but at the end of the day, that child, good. it's a good question. But at <laughs> the end of the day, <laughs> the child would be subjected to societal norms anyway because it will be a child that exists in society. So, But that doesn't mean that they are not happy in like the lives that they lead, no, whether or not sheltered, right? Yeah, but then if society, out, if society is structured in a way yeah, where they, they have to get work, then work is should like normally for able-bodied people, then they will be of a different class of people anyway. What if you're gonna be frank about it? So and then, sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, no. But I feel like it falls back to the same argument as the one that we had just now about my child's gonna be a criminal when I grow up. Yeah. So in a similar sense, then should society not to work towards being more inclusive rather than me killing the child? In an ideal world, yeah. In an ideal, but we, we, we both know that's not happening. Right? Hey, this is supposed to be the Catholic table. Why have they flipped off? Why have we become, this has become the sinner's table. Even John Paul. Yes, yeah. Even, even my hands. Yeah, honestly speaking, two years ago, or maybe three, four years ago, 
if Pat got pregnant and we know that there's a problem in the child, I don't even need to know with certainty. I feel like if the doctor say one in five chance that your child will be deformed or Down syndrome, for example, I feel like I would abort. But then what changed is that then I realized that I'm already very lucky and very blessed that I have a lot. Oh, it wasn't our conversation. No, it's not. Ah, yeah. <laughs> No, I feel like I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed to have a lot. Like God has given me so much in life that I feel like if anybody in this world will be better supported to take care of a special mm. needs child mm. because they will come into the world anyways. Uh, who's going to raise them? Okay. Right? I feel like I have enough to raise them. Like I'll have the support system to raise them. Make them look like this. <laughs> you have to make me look like this. Huh? It's fine. No, 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 no. I feel like you sufficiently can be to yourself very well because it's not for yourself. You're being selfless. <laughs> For me, my the two three year ago self will be nothing about. It's for not your about, own Yeah, it was for me lah. Like, la. but no mate, you wouldn't lah if you find if you are dead or if you're a mum. Unlike the both of you, I consult my partner. No, back to this law, right? Like <laughs> now, now I'm really quite confused between pro life and pro choice because the pro life law seems to push the pro-choices to basically make a smarter preemptive decision before they just that around. And ensure right? that there are stronger support systems for, for example, what he was talking about. Yeah. So instead of waiting until you have to, like what you mentioned, right? Wait until you're pregnant, then you go figure it out, right? Yeah. You just make a smarter decision earlier. No, I agree. I think Of course, there are anomalies that like we're, what we're no talking about. There's no way that we can la. disagree with that. Yeah. Right? It's, and like we, we, can, we don't disagree. It's just that there are also people that choose either way I'm going to suffer a level of guilt. Whether I it's an abortion guilt, um, or as in either way, I'm gonna suffer in a manner. Whether it's abortion guilt or whether it's the I, rest of my life, rest, or the next one two years of my life, lah, right? But at least I I will decide my suffering, lah, in that sense. If if religion was not a matter, right, right. If my moral is like, right, then I choose my suffering, long. I feel like that's that's the thing that. You can't take away from people yeah. that are pro-choice. No, but it's it's really again, what do we understand about the value of life? What mm. do we understand? Mm. When you talk about happiness, you know, I mean, I don't know how how often you interact with those with Down syndrome. Does it mean they are not happy? A lot of times we project our our idea of uh, what a good life is, you know, and and then we <laughs> and we yourself. think that they, you know, they won't have a good life. Yeah, but. You know, for you, you're saying, I have the finances to support them. I have the support I, system to support yeah. them. But mm. I think my, the bigger question is, do you have the heart to support them? Oh. Mm. Oh. You have enough <laughs> <laughs> This guy. Right? I think Are you really, insinuating <laughs> that I don't have <laughs> I'm not saying. Right? saying right? You know, ultimately, the question is, is maybe bringing the, the, the church point of view, God is asking you, do you have the, the love? Right? And this is a, a, a time for you to exercise that love. Mm. Right. But again, how, you know, maybe in the future we are able to test the baby more than just about deformities. We are able to test the baby about whether the baby can study, you know, a lot of non-physical deformities. Are we going to use that? They say, hey, this child... You uh, can already do that. Okay, yeah. yeah so it's just not a lot in Singapore. Yeah. So it, do we want to go down that path, right, of again, what is ability? What is quality of life? Mm. What, what the value of life? And this, I mean, the, the, the church would say, you know, what Pope John Paul II would classify as, <laughs> as the culture of death. Mm. And we are now in a society that doesn't place a value of life just because a person is alive, but based on all these other 
abilities, the utility, the function of a person, that this person has a better, greater value than another person. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, we are not like telling people to be pro-choice or pro-life. But I think the what our conversation has driven at mostly today is just know the consequences of whichever is the one that you take, right? Yeah, and I think like for most people who, I, I would assume if you're watching us, you would tend to maybe watch a bit more left-leaning media as well. Mm, and so yeah. a lot of the information that you get tends to be a lot more pro-choice. And we are pro-choice, I mean, besides father. Um, and so I think it's helpful to understand the arguments from the other side also. Yeah, and if the media is covering this and they're trying to make you focus on this, think about what they're not talking about. <laughs> trying to distract, is it smoke screen? This is the smoke screen. Because the news is just trying to make the world's problems your problems. Yes. Then people unsubscribe from this current affairs. You're going to get cancelled by inviting a Catholic priest or more. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. If you like what you watch, remember to drop us a subscription and drop us a like as well. We'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.